and if you're new to my podcast, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. Here we are entering February or the love month, as some may think of it. I mean, seriously, isn't there evidence of love everywhere you go? I mean, businesses of all kinds have been marketing it since, what, the day after Christmas? So no doubt... Since then, you've seen signs of it, or at least the commercialized version of it. And if quote-unquote love is all the buzz, then I think it's only fair that we talk about it and its relationship to ourself. But before we get into it, please let me introduce myself. Hi there, my name is Dr. Kelly Ray and I am a mindset coach counselor, notably known as the Inner Critic Tamer. And I'm passionate about helping others just like you and me who have been through some things perhaps we don't necessarily like to talk about or brag about or spread all over social media, but we know we want to be better for ourselves because we know that ultimately it improves the quality of our lives it improves the world around us and ultimately let's see how many times can i say ultimately here it it impacts our kids and their kids to come i'm obsessed with teaching others how to tame their inner critic that inner childhood conditioning or as i'd like to say undo that crap that happened to you and maybe even keeps you somewhat stuck or from reaching whatever it is that you're wanting to achieve in life, healthy relationship, your optimal health and wellness, maybe it's your financial needs, whatever it may be, parenting. Some of these things trip us up and we need we need some support, we need some tools, we need some help along the way. And that's what I hope to offer with each of these episodes so that you can heal from things and maybe even just look at life a little bit differently and and live the vibrant life you were designed to live. And during this episode, we're going to be talking about why self-love is vital and more important, how to cultivate it. I know, I know, you're freaking tired of hearing about self-love, self-care, self-acceptance, yada, yada, yada. And yet, yet, our planet remains in a mental health crisis state. So there's got to be something to this stuff besides it just being buzzwords. Seriously, we don't have to look far to see evidence of mental health happening around us. Mental health crisis. We're having teenagers, young kids even, committing suicide in... uh, As of last week, I think it was, I had heard that we had already had 39 shootings in less than 30 days in this year 2023. That's not because people are mentally sound or that they have their emotions under control and are living their vibrant life. No, they're not. Drug usage is, you know, still at an all-time high. We have people who are struggling financially, which if you're struggling financially, you probably are struggling emotionally as well. I know I know I did. 
And and honestly, there's moments when I still do. But thank God I have tools, tools that I love to share with you to help you be able to help yourself as life happens. Because that's the one thing we know, life happens. And it's it's going to continue to happen. It's how we deal with the happenings of our life that determine how we fare through it, right? If I'm being honest with you, there's some mornings when I wake up and I take a gander of myself in the mirror and I ask, girl, are you doing okay? I mean, how many of you can relate to that? Here's the good thing. You can raise your hand if you want even listening to this episode. Nobody else is going to know but you. But think about that for a second. I mean, we don't, I don't think all of us wake up every single day feeling like we're on our aim game, our A game and ready to slay the day and, you know, go out and grind and whatever other buzzwords are out there. Some days you just don't feel it. And some days you just need to be reminded of how you can get out of not feeling it and put yourself in a different state of mind. Because truth be told, we get off kilter some days and need the wherewithal and tools to help us get through, which is why I actually started this podcast in the first place. And during the beginning of this month, our emotional trigger bells could be going off with Valentine's Day approaching. So why not just call that elephant out in the room and let's talk about it. Speaking of Valentine's Day, do you look forward to it? Have you been planning something for weeks now? Or does it feel like your day, does it fill your day with dread because you're single or having troubles in your relationship or, you know, feeling like you're just going to get looked over again one more year with no recognition of, from your partner? Does the whole commercial hoopla of it all just leave you cold with a bitter taste in your mouth? Whatever your feelings about this time of year are, it's your feelings about yourself that matter. Here's why self-love is vital and how to love yourself every day, especially on those days when you're just not feeling it. So why is self-love important? Self-love, self-care, self-compassion. It may sound selfish and indulgent, but it's absolutely essential to your mental health and well-being. And it doesn't mean you have to always prioritize your needs over everyone else's. If anything, having a good relationship with yourself is a selfless act. Because how you treat others is often a reflection of how you treat yourself. Valentine's Day can feel tough if you're single. Popular culture from Cinderella to Bridget Jones tells us that romantic love is the only route to true happiness. Finding quote unquote the one is the be all and end all. And if we're single, we've failed life. Some may think that. But I'm here to tell you it's a myth. Yes, romantic relationships may be one route to happiness. But it's not the only one. 
And there's been a big growth in singledom in recent decades. So why wouldn't we want to improve the quality of our relationships? You can be single and happy. You can be in a relationship and be unhappy. What really matters is your relationship with yourself. That's because your sense of self-worth can't ever be fulfilled by external validations. It needs to come from within. Loving yourself sets the tone for the relationships you have with other people. A lack of self-love could make you a target for dysfunctional relationships because when you truly love yourself, it's harder to tolerate other people treating you like crap. And can I attest to the validity of that one? Although truth be told, I didn't realize I was actually the problem or in part of the problem of my relationships. And the more I felt like I needed to be tolerant or more compassionate about who they were as a person, flaws and all, I was not doing the same for myself. In fact, I unconsciously sacrificed a lot of my self-worth for the sake of either having someone in my life or for not wanting to be alone. Both, which of course, left me feeling the same, like crap. Having a good relationship with yourself is also the first step towards building your self-esteem. Because if you're always looking for external forces to affirm your sense of self-worth, chances are you'll probably be disappointed. Instead, this reassurance should come from within. Is it any wonder why I feel this stuff should be taught in schools around the country, around the world? Yes, don't get me wrong. It should absolutely start in the home. But statistics alone will prove that this isn't the case. Again, going back to the world being in a mental health crisis state. If we were teaching these things, if people had the tools, if they you know, had been able to undo whatever happened to them before they had kids, maybe things would be different in the world. But but that's not, that's not the reality. So remember, we are a product of our environment. And if we aren't being taught how to be happy, healthy, and whole, how on earth could we expect it to just be a part of someone's DNA? It irritates the hell out of me that parents will be all up in arms about schools teaching basic biology and health education to kids and yet not teach it to to their kids themselves. It's like that whole pointing the finger at everybody else that's wrong, but then not realizing you got three more pointing back at yourself. Yes, these conversations aren't necessarily comfortable. But don't we want our kids to be well-armed and prepared for the world outside of their childhood homes? Imagine with me for just one moment what the world could look like if humans 
were to cultivate a better understanding of what emotions were, how they impact and affect both ourselves and others, and what effective communication could feel like. Can you imagine a world filled with vital, healthy, mental human beings? Glorious. I know it sounds like a fantasy or a Hallmark movie, right? And you can call me Pollyanna if you want, but I truly believe we have the ability to improve upon it. And if you're listening to this, then I know you're interested in it as well. So let's talk about now, what are the benefits of self-love? Developing a good relationship with yourself is vital for good mental well-being. Being kind to ourselves lowers anxiety and stress and helps build self-esteem and resilience. Furthermore, if you don't develop a good relationship with yourself, you may fall into bad habits like people-pleasing, and even perfectionism. And you may be more likely to tolerate abuse and mistreatment. Being in tune with your values makes it easier to live a life that's authentically you. Self-love gives us the courage to be assertive, make decisions, and set boundaries in our lives. Let me share some of the benefits of self-love have increased self-esteem. Self-love is bound up with self-esteem, which is vital for good mental health. Self-esteem is all about your overall sense of self-worth. It's about how much you like and appreciate all the things that make you unique. We can all be critical of ourselves from time to time, but If you have low self-esteem, it can weigh you down and have a detrimental impact on your mental health. It also, another benefit would be lowering anxiety. When we feel good about ourselves, we're less vulnerable to anxiety. In fact, studies suggest that a healthy sense of self-esteem may act as a buffer to anxiety. That's because when our self-esteem is higher, we tend to release less of the stress hormone cortisol into our bloodstream. Another benefit is lower stress. I mean, let's not kid ourselves here. Modern life is stressful, right? It seems like we're moving at a really rapid pace. But it's important to learn to manage it. And reducing your stress in your life is a great way to show yourself compassion. And if you'd find it helpful to learn ways to manage your stress, then please let me know and I'll do an episode on that as well. Another benefit is avoiding burnout. Are you a people pleaser? Or do you have a demanding job or family life? If you're always saying yes to things, you risk becoming overwhelmed and burning out. Learning to prioritize yourself and your needs will help you cope with the demands on your time and to help other people. It's like the familiar flight safety instructions to put on your oxygen mask first. And and again, if I'm being really transparent with you, I, I struggled with this one for a bit. I used to think that it was a selfish thing to do to put my mask on first. 
it was until I realized if I put mine on right away, I could then even help more people along the way. Not going to lie. Again, it took me a minute to get my head wrapped around this concept. But when it finally clicked, I was all in. Another benefit is it builds resilience. If you love yourself, it's easier to bounce back from hardships. Again, studies suggest that when our self-esteem is higher, emotional wounds such as rejection and failure feel less painful. Another benefit would be you feel in control. Practicing self-love, especially during uncertain times, and Lord knows we've gone through some uncertain times and are still in somewhat uncertain times, can give you what psychologists call a greater internal focus of control. This means that you feel a greater sense of control over your life and build feelings of greater safety. Another benefit is you find your values and purpose. How well do you know yourself? Between societal pressures and our own projections of how we should be, it's easy to lose sight of who we truly are. And how can we ever show ourselves real love and compassion if we don't know what really makes us tick? That's why if you want to treat yourself well, it's important to take time to tap into you. Invest time getting to know your interests, your likes, and values, and use them to practice self-love. And if you could use some help understanding what these values are, I'd love to be able to show you how to tap in and identify them. It would just take you getting in touch with me for us to have a conversation. I'm going to share ways for you to connect with me at the end of this episode, so keep listening. Another benefit is having better relationships with others. The relationship you have with yourself sets the tone for the relationships you have with other people because you can only connect with others as deeply as you can connect with yourself. Another benefit would be be more assertive. If we love ourselves, we tend to be more assertive and confident in our decision making. We're more likely to stand up for ourselves and we're less likely to tolerate abuse or mistreatment because we know we deserve to be treated better. Another benefit is setting boundaries. We're less prone to people pleasing and find it easier to express our needs and say no. Talked about this many times of no is a complete sentence all in itself. You don't have to be no and here's my reason why. No is fine. Another benefit is achieve your goals. A healthy sense of self-love and self-esteem allows you to recognize your strengths and learn from your mistakes. You developed what is called growth mindset as opposed to a fixed mindset. You persevere because you don't have an intense fear of failure and generally believe in your capabilities. So now... How do we cultivate this self-love? Glad you asked, because I'm going to share some ways that you can do that. Look, social media may be full of inspirational quotes about loving yourself. However, practicing self-love is often easier said than done. Here's a few simple and practical ways to show yourself some love. One, 
get a good night's sleep. Good sleep is the foundation of so much of our physical and mental health. Practice healthy sleep habits, otherwise known as good sleep hygiene, to really start looking after yourself. And if you're not familiar with the good sleep hygiene techniques, then let me know. And I'd love to do an episode on that for you as well. Number two is exercise. Moving around more is a great way to show yourself some love by looking after both your physical and mental health. As well as being good for your physical health, exercise may have many benefits for mental health as well. But start gradually. Whether you're starting from the couch or preparing for a marathon, the key is to start and be consistent. After all, you're worth it, aren't you? Number three, eat well. There's a reason why we're told to eat our greens as kids. Healthy eating is an act of love. We all know what we should do. Reduce sugar, carbs, alcohol, and processed foods in our diets. And drink more water. Your body will thank you. Number four, set boundaries. Many of us have trouble setting boundaries. It may be down to a need for people-pleasing, a fear of being assertive, or unhelpful role models growing up. Whatever the reason, a lack of boundaries can wreak havoc on our mental health well-being. Learning to say no helps us preserve our time and energy for the things that matter most. Remember, your time is precious, so it's not selfish to prioritize yourself. Number five, give yourself a high five. If you haven't read Mel Robbins' book, The High Five Habit, I'm going to suggest that you do. She offers a simple but effective tool for building self-love, self-esteem, and confidence. You're already celebrating and supporting everyone else in your life. What if you did that for yourself too? Why not high-five yourself in the mirror every morning? What a way to get the day going. Number six, diary or me time. For many of us, if it's not in the diary or, or on a note in your phone or on a piece of paper magnetized to your fridge, it doesn't get done. So schedule in time that's just for you. Make a date with yourself to do that yoga class or take a walk or watch a movie or read a chapter of your book. It's not selfish to prioritize you. Carving out a bit of me time can allow you to develop healthier relationships with others. Number seven, do something you love. What do you really enjoy doing? Treat yourself by making time for an activity you love. Or consider mastering a new skill. Mastery is when we achieve and accomplish something that makes us feel good about ourselves. It makes us feel competent, confident, and in control. And it's a great way to stimulate and uh, improve your mental health. Choose something stretching but realistic. 
and where you can see your progress over time in small achievable steps. When you're absorbed in an activity you love, you may also enter what they call a flow state, a rewarding sense of total involvement in a task. It's a great feeling. Number eight, breathe in and out. Setting aside regular time each day for a short mindfulness meditation is great for promoting a sense of calm and groundedness. It helps you face the day ahead and carves out a bit of time in the day to focus on yourself and, more importantly, your breath. I know for myself, I have an app on my phone called Insight Timer, and it makes it extremely convenient to access whenever or wherever I go. And there's a a huge library of... uh, meditation and musics, anything like that, guided meditations. It's just a great resource that you have right at your fingertips, essentially, um, if if that's something that you haven't, that, that you'd like to look into. Number nine, shift from doing to being. You don't have to be busy all the time. You can just be. Consider the Japanese practice of Shinrin-yoku, or also known as forest bathing. The simple method of being calm and quiet among the trees. Observing nature around you while breathing deeply can help you de-stress and boost your health and well-being in a natural way. And number ten. Stop comparing yourself to others. Comparing yourself to others is a surefire way to put you at risk of an inferiority complex. Don't feel you have to live up to other people. This including those family members that may have been role models or instrumental to you in your early life who have passed on. Sometimes I, I see that, that often times where people get that inner critic inside their head kind of in this comparative mode could be not wanting to let your parent down or that guardian or whoever was in, in your life who may not be there anymore to even have those kind of influences over you. It's almost as if oftentimes we take and carry on that torch of their teachings and assume that that standard's still applicable in our lives. And so we therefore, you know, can beat ourselves up over not meeting a mark from something that happened 30, 40, 50 years ago. Everyone is on their own path. And no one really knows what struggles other people have. Identify your own values and goals and focus on those. And as we prepare to wrap up this episode, I want you to know that whether you're single or have a partner, the one relationship you will have for the eternity of your life is with yourself. It's important to learn to love yourself because that's who you're spending the rest of your life with. So be kind to yourself. 
show yourself some care, compassion, and love. And know that by choosing to do so, you positively impact the world around you. If you found this episode helpful or know someone who could use a little extra support along the way, I'm going to encourage you to share this podcast. And I'm also going to encourage you to follow it so that you can get alerted each time a new episode is loaded. And as promised, if you would like to get in touch with me, I'm going to share ways that you can connect with me and you can certainly reach out and um, we can talk. I'm on Instagram at Ask Dr. Kelly Ray. Kelly Ray is spelled K-E-L-L-Y-R-A-E. I'm on Facebook at Dr. Kelly Ray B. B is in brown. I'm on TikTok, Dr. Kelly Ray. I'm, my website is drkellyray.com. And my email is drkellyray at gmail.com. Until next week, please know I send you so much love.